So here's the thing. We all know that the progressive movement has ideologies that sometimes just don't make any sense to us. We have gone from believing in two genders, aka male and female, to a plethora of genders, including those who feel out of place with society. And now let's be honest here, a very small percentage of people identify with genders that are not male or female. So why are we pushing this multiple gender shit so hard? Last time I checked, I think there are about 70 genders and more just keep getting added to that list. Some of these genders have the same meaning. They're just putting a different word to it. For example, pansexual means that the person has no sex preference and non-binary means that they are not either gender, aka no sex preference. So please tell me this just doesn't mean the same fucking thing. Let's just be for real for a second. I will say that if you are over the age of 18, have tried to go to therapy, you still don't got your head screwed on straight, you can identify with whatever you want, literally whatever you want, but do not force people to accept your false sense of reality. It gets even more extreme to where progressive adults are now trying to teach this multi-gender ideology to children. Children need to be kept innocent. They need to be a kid, play on the playground, socialize with other kids, roll around in the dirt, and not learn about this shit that just doesn't make any sense to them. My guest today is experiencing this firsthand, where the girl that he once loved, who he shares a child with, is trying to convince their three-year-old son, almost four, that he is non-binary. He has appeared on many conservative talk shows like The Charlie Kirk Show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless, and The Spillover, hosted by Alex Clark. Please give a warm welcome to Harrison Tinsley. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Is that your favorite song? No, it doesn't. Isn't the girl named Jenny in that song? Oh yeah, that's, that's why right. I'm saying it. That's right. Okay, yeah, I think I, I think I saw a TikTok trend on that. It had to do with like, oh, like, guess the name of the song. <laughs> and yeah, so anyway, happy you're here. Um. Yeah, I did not expect a DM from you asking to go on my podcast. This is different. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. It's different. <laughs> I've never had a guest that wasn't my friend on this podcast before. Oh, okay. Well, I'm stoked to be here. So um, I want to start off with the fact that, like, I know you get this question a lot, but... Uh, mm -hmm. First of all, welcome to the unfiltered tea. This is where we have unfiltered words, feelings, everything. So um, I want to know, first question, uh, since this is a very excruciating situation that you're in, uh, I want to know how did you and your ex-girlfriend first meet? Well, I was living in Tahoe and going to the Bay Area sometimes to see my family and for some work. And I went down to the Bay Area around Pacifica, California. It's a beach town by San Francisco. And I went to karaoke there to sing some songs and saw my son's mom there. And I, I thought she was 
beautiful and I sang her a song she sang me a song and then shortly after that we started dating and and uh, fell in love what song did you sing to her I sang Mr. Brightside by the Killers it's a very popular karaoke song <laughs> it's uh, my favorite that's good <laughs> yeah uh, what song did she sing I like music that's why I'm asking she's I actually I also sang like a Kings of Leon song and she sang a couple Carrie Underwood was one of them I don't remember the title yeah Carrie Underwood is definitely popular too um so I know that I've been also watching these like documentaries about like uh it's I don't know if you've heard of this documentary it's called Evil Lives Here um mm -hmm. it's where people come on the show they talk about like their loved one like their family member or even like their spouse doing a lot of like evil stuff and they were trapped with them and then the first prompt of the thing was like always did you what were their signs like did you see any signs or something off about her that you noticed well she has lots of great qualities of course and there was definitely some warning signs that, you know, something wasn't right, so to speak. I mean, she was very up and down, um, could get extremely volatile and harsh pretty quickly and just sort of throw temper tantrums, essentially, like adult ones, and get very upset and not be able to communicate or seemed like an entirely different person even. Wow, that's very scary to hear. I'm sorry you had to go through all that. Um, and I know that I know that in a couple other um, podcast shows that I saw you on, um, it sounded like she didn't make politics a big deal. The fact that uh, she was leaning more liberal, you're more conservative. Um, when did she decide that she wanted to make politics like a foundation of whether or not you two would work out? So it was something we had argued about sometimes, you know, randomly in our relationship because um, we didn't agree very much at all. But I think that once she was pregnant, you know, she was thinking more about our kid's future and how he would grow up. And I believe she just wanted it to be sort of her way exactly to a T and what she thought was best to a T as opposed to what we both thought was best or some sort of combination that's that's how it seemed and I think that was really unfortunate uh, I think that my son deserves two parents that love him and I just think it's really sad that over something like politics uh, somebody would keep a kid from a parent yeah that sounds very sad it sounds like uh, her actions were very selfish as in as opposed to thinking about what would be best for the both of you. And um, what made her decide that Sawyer should not identify as a little boy? I'm not entirely sure what made her decide that. I can tell you when she got pregnant, we found out it was a boy. We were both super stoked on that. And though then when she announced that she was pregnant on Facebook, she said, baby Sawyer due in December, I'll love you whether you're a boy or a girl or neither, even though she knew he was a boy and was even excited about it. Um, but it seems uh, from what I gather in this first 
year and a half or so of life that she was treating him totally as a boy and I was calling him a boy and everything. It wasn't until around when I won half custody, um, between one and a half and two years old that he, she started to do the non-binary thing. And I'm not sure what made her do that. I don't know if it was perhaps to get back at me or if she was just thinking that he was old enough to now be able to choose his gender, uh, that I disagree with that premise being sane at all, but one of those two things I'd, I'd hypothesize. Okay. So she's, so she did treat him like a boy. Then she decided, oh, like probably because of all, like all the different like genders that are going around, maybe she wanted to fit in with that. It seems like a very like liberal thing to do, which was, which should be like, just follow the crowd and stuff like that. But I don't think children should be put in a position like that where um, the parents should be choosing their life and how they should live. I don't know. That's, I, I don't, I don't have kids, but it just sounds like a horrible way to parent on her part. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a trendy thing right now. I think it's really horrific that so many parents are pushing this gender ideology onto kids. I don't even think it's a right or left issue. I think both sides should be able to just come together and say, this is insanity and it needs to stop. I, I stand on stage with lifelong Democrats all the time at these rallies and um, everybody knows it's insane. We just need to start to speak the truth. Like kids can't even con conceptualize something as abstract as this gender ideology. It's just confusing them. It's just hurting them. And we really just need to want, you should want kids to be happy with who they are. That's what you should want for anybody you love. And I'm going to keep doing that for Sawyer. And he's happy with who he is. And I'm thankful for that. Well, that's good. I'm glad your son's very, very happy with who he is. Um, also, um, how is she trying to get, convince Sawyer to be like non-binary, aka having no sex preference whatsoever? She calls him they a lot, as it, which sounds like she's referring to multiple people, but she's referring to him. She tries to put girly clothes on him, and she coerces him. Like she took him to Disneyland one time, and she said he couldn't go on the rides unless he wore princess shoes. He told me recently that she was, he was going to sleep and he wouldn't go to bed for her. So she told him like, oh, if you don't go to, to sleep, I'm going to tell Dada that you had makeup on. And I asked him if he even had makeup on. He said he didn't. She was just saying that. Um, there's just all sorts of examples where it seems that it's being pushed upon him. I, I believe he's told me things like mommy says, you know, people can be boys and girls. And, you know, I just tell him that's not true buddy you know we're boys we're always going to be boys and he thankfully knows he's a boy he adamantly says it if you ask him he confidently says it he gets mad if you say anything else and I'm super thankful that he has that rebellious spirit like I always did growing up that's that's amazing to hear that it's interesting she's putting him in girl clothes so it's like she wants him to be a girl, but then the definition of non-binary is that like there's no sex preference. So right. what is she doing? I don't know. She sounds... It's a great question because like you're right, like non-binary should be more neutral, right? And girl uh, dresses and stuff are pretty girly. Yeah. So he doesn't like anything girly, period. Like not any, not like dolls, not like um, like nothing related to girl stuff, just trucks. Yeah, no, he's really into boy stuff and sports and all the classic guns and, you know, balls and trucks and cars and all that sort of stuff. And I think that 
he just knows the difference between boys and girls. I'm really thankful he has me. I think it was really scary that, you know, that almost didn't happen. And I think our family court needs to start giving dads a more fair shot um, at having custody because it's just so tragic. We see all these stats about, you know, kids' success in their lives, particularly boys. And it's just detrimental if they don't have their dad in their lives. It's like makes up the homeless population, drug overdoses and prison and all that sort of stuff. It's just horrifying. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree with what you just said, that dads are very important in any child's life. Um, so he already answered the question of if is your son believing that he's non-binary? Does he think he's a boy? Obviously, he thinks he's a boy. That's good. He's fighting for himself, which is even better. And yeah, uh, he'll he'll yell at you if, if you if you call him a girl or he even thinks <laughs> you said something like calling him girly at all or something. He's not about it, at least when he's with me, you know, and I'm I'm pretty confident that that's how he is all around. That's good. Glad to hear that. He's a fighter. Yeah. Um, definitely is are there any situations where what your ex-girlfriend has done where you believe that you would be able to win full custody over her yeah you know I'm I'm in that process right now we, we had a five-day trial where I was attempting to get full custody there was a lot of issues at stake um, with her mental health and her arrest involving my son and her defamation of me, all sorts of things, um, violation of a restraining order. And I, I think that there's plenty of case law and examples to suggest that I could perhaps get full custody. And I'm appealing the, the family court's decision to keep custody 50-50 right now. And I'm excited for that. I feel confident about it. And I'm just going to, regardless of the odds or or how hard it is, I'm just, I'm going to fight with all my might regardless because I love my son and I'm going to do what's best for him. Happy to hear that. Question, what exactly did she get arrested for? She got arrested for felony child endangerment and placed on a 5150 hold while my son was with her. She later got off on the charges, it, but, you know, family court has a lower burden of proof than criminal court as well as it's San Francisco, where they don't charge people for very much anyways. So I provided all that evidence, body cam footage, et cetera, uh, police report, 911 call, everything from that night, yeah, to the family court. And she still has half custody. That is shocking. Yeah, I was very, very shocking. shocking. Wow. It was yeah. shocking to me, too. And what's interesting is, is it was kind of kept from me. And CPS and her did a good job at keeping it from me, what had happened. And if I had found out like that, that night, let's say that it happened, which I should have, I think it would have been pretty normal for the cops to call the father, especially when the cops were told that I had half custody anyways. Right. But so it ends up getting kept from me for months and months. But if it had, if I'd found out that night, I would have filed an ex parte order in family court right then, which would have definitely been granted considering the circumstances. It would have just been like, oh, she was arrested. They don't know if she's guilty or not, but still it's enough that on a temporary order, I would have been given full custody temporarily. And it would have been, everything would have been much, much different, I believe, if, if I had found out about that. But they did a good job keeping it from me. But thankfully, I, you know, didn't give up. And I looked into what happened. And I found out is super thankful for that, because it almost got away completely. CPS, when they called me, because they did have to call me, I believe it was like a week after the incident, because Sawyer was with me. And they wanted to see him. And because they went to her house and he wasn't with her 
So CPS was like, oh, you have nothing to worry about. There was just a misunderstanding. Your son fell off a bed. I was like, you're sure? And she okay. was like, yeah. It was, it was wild. Uh, this CPS worker even testified in our trial on the mom's behalf. I, I have no idea why. And we showed her on cross-examination that she had been lied to multiple times. Like she believed one thing, like as an example, the, the bed my son fell off, she thought was like his crib or something. My attorney said, okay, play video, blah, blah, blah. And then it showed it's an entirely different situation where he's on a, this bed that's propped up by three chairs. It's not on a bed frame. He's only 20 months old. He falls off and hits his head. And so, you know, it was an entirely different bed than she thought. And for some reason, after that, my attorney asked her, do you feel like you've been misled? And she said, no. And I was like, we just showed you, you were misled, like clear as day. It was right. really interesting to see. And I have no idea why she did what she did. Perhaps she agrees with the mom's politics, or I don't know what, I can't speak on her intentions, but it was very right. odd to see. I imagine blackmail could be one thing. Cause here's the thing, if she's able to slander you, she could probably figure out ways to get other people on her side. It's basically right. a full on manipulation. Yeah. So when, like when she talks to the cops or to anyone like in these videos and other examples we've seen, she defames me pretty heinously. She's been going with that for a long time now saying the worst things about me, just horribly untrue things that would hurt my son. And I don't, I don't know why anyone would lie about such serious things, but it's heartbreaking to see. And I, I do believe that that is definitely part of it. Wow. She sounds like she's crazy. So yeah. Is she from this is this is just a random question. Is she from San Francisco or where is it? Yep. Oh, okay, that ex where. that explains a fucking lot. But <laughs> um, yeah. I totally didn't go stalking around trying to figure out what your ex girlfriend's name is. Of course, we're not going to say it on this podcast, but per personal experience, very bitchy name, very bitchy name. <laughs> um, yeah. She was actually adopted in San Francisco by two gay dads. Oh, interesting. Interestingly enough. Yeah, I'm a product of adoption too. And uh, I'm thankful I didn't turn out like that. <laughs> but, um, so with AB 957 being vetoed by Gavin Newsom, do you think that you have a higher chance of getting full custody? I was super thankful that Gavin Newsom vetoed that bill. It was a miracle. It's just so wonderful to see something we fought so hard for. And then at the last moment when all hopes seem lost, he vetoes it. And that was just a really cool sight to see. And I think that, yeah, I think if it's interesting because it, that particular bill, I talked to the author of it and a bunch of senators, and they were all under the impression that the bill would give me custody because, you know, Sawyer says he's a boy. I know he's a boy. His mom's saying he's non-binary, therefore she's not you know, she's not affirming his gender identity or expression. So it should have given me custody, which perhaps could be true. And that's kind of the reason Newsom vetoed the bill. He said like, oh, it'll get used by conservative judges or people in the opposite way. And I don't know if it would have actually played out like that in real life, but it was an interesting abstract idea that it could have helped me get custody. But even if it would have, I'm thankful that it's vetoed because it would have harmed thousands of people so many parents would have just started to make up that their kids transgender to win custody and to get back at their exes. It would have been absolutely horrible for California and for society as a whole. Yeah, agreed. I don't know if Gavin, do you think Gavin Newsom did it as like a political move though? Because I've heard that he could be trying to run for president. There's been rumors. 
Yeah, I've heard those rumors. I think it's a possibility, but honestly, regardless of his intentions, it, it doesn't really matter to me. It's just a good thing that he did. So I'm thankful for it regardless. It's like if he was going to, because I, I heard a bunch of people, you know, being upset and how, saying how it didn't matter that it got vetoed. And I just didn't understand how, because it's like if, if the California legislature passed a bill, like we're going to drop a bomb, you know, on San Jose and it's like went all the way through and then Gavin Newsom vetoed it. It's like, I think they would agree though it was good that a bomb didn't get dropped because he vetoed it. So it's the same thing. I don't I don't understand how you can take away the good of it being vetoed at all. I think it's a really positive thing. Yeah, it's definitely very positive. The leftists are gonna find something to scream, whine, cry, bitch about. Anyway. Um, so when do you think that uh you'll find out what the verdict is? Uh, apparently appeals can take a very long time and it's just starting right now. So I, I really can't say. I, I just have no idea. I've never done one before, but hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, sounds like the system is an excruciating process to go through. I hope I never have to go through that for the my entire life. Um, yeah, but fam family court's not fun. It ruins a lot of people's lives. It costs insane amounts of money. It's really large amounts of stress and anxiety on people. And it, I think it's a really flawed system that we could improve pretty greatly if we tried. And uh, this is the final question. I'll probably think of more later. But uh, to the other parents who may possibly be going through a similar similar situation as you, what are some words of encouragement that you can give to those parents that may not see a light at the end of the tunnel? You have to be brave and do the right thing, no matter the circumstances, no matter how hard it seems. Your kids are worth it. Kids are the most wonderful, precious things amongst us. We have to do everything we can to protect them. If you're a parent, I know you love your kid more than anything. And no matter how daunting it seems, you can do this. Sometimes it, it seems as if like it's all so crazy, but usually even in family court, the truth will prevail. Sometimes it takes a few years, but at the end of the day, if you fight, it'll be worth it. You'll always look back and be thankful that you stood up for doing the right thing in your life for your kid. And you have to do it. You have a duty as a parent. You need to have courage. It is totally worth it. The kids are worth it. No matter how hard it seems, you can do it. And I think if you don't, it'll be a big regret. So definitely fight for your kids. A good message. I like it said Sawyer is gonna so Sawyer's birthday's in December He's yeah he turns four when because I'm also a December birthday oh okay he's December 11th I'm December 7th nice okay Sagittarius cool sorry I like astrology <laughs> me. that's cool uh, what about you when's your birthday March 8th Pisces okay yeah interesting yeah Okay, so I do want to get to know you a little bit more. You're also welcome to ask me any questions as well. Um, if you could listen to any genre of music for the rest of your life, what would it be? As a broad range of music, rock music, assuming that includes all rock, like alternative rock and pop punk and classic rock, just rock music, yeah. Yeah, rock music is definitely a good genre. Uh, I don't know if it's that woke. I hope it's not um I, I don't know i like heavy metal so nice yeah um what's your favorite movie and why 
there's a few movies I really love. Um, I love Tangled. I love the love story in it. And I love Friday Night Lights and Miracle. They're about sports teams just overcoming things and winning against all the odds. And I always played sports and they just mean a lot to me. And those are the movies that come to mind that mean a lot to me that I can always watch and feel filled with, you know, inspiration and hope. What sports did you play? Football, wrestling, and lacrosse mostly. I did cheerleading in high school. Don't do it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Why not? Too, too much drama. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you like to do in your free time? I like to make music. I, I exercise frequently. I like to stay close to family and friends. I spend all my custody time with Sawyer. We just do all fun activities and things that help them develop and grow. Go to the park and play sports and you know, sing songs and all these things. You know, I, I play guitar and piano and sing. I like to go to sporting events, San Jose Sharks games, 49ers. Okay. And yeah, I feel like I have a really, really wonderful life and I'm just so thankful for it. You like baseball? Baseball is cool, yeah. Giants are cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know a lot of A's fans. I don't know too many like people that like the Giants. Um, I'm trying to look for more friends to go to Giants games with. It's kind of hard. Yeah. It, um, let's the see. The games are cheap, at least. Yeah. Well, I think this. I think their time is done now because I don't think they're in the playoffs, right? I don't know. I just yeah. paid to the ESPN score alerts. I don't have cable <laughs> to watch any sports events. But yeah, um, I don't know. Are you basketball fan? I'm not too into basketball. I don't know why I've just never been into it, but I love football and hockey and UFC. And then baseball is like next year. And then most of the other sports, I'm just not that into. Yeah. If I had to do like a ranking, I would say baseball's first, then it's basketball, and then it's hockey, and then it's football. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hockey is interesting. The Sharks just lose like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just never... in the last few years. We used to be yeah. good, actually. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, I've the times <laughs> that I've gone to SAP Center, I've just never seen the Sharks win at all. I don't know if it's just me and I'm bringing the team bad luck, but I've just never seen them win at all. <laughs> I'm always like screaming and cheering whenever they're punching each other. But yeah, that's like the fights are the best. Yeah. And uh, oh, if you were to go on a reality TV show, which one would you go on? So I don't know a lot of reality TV shows, but when I think TV show and you ask me that, what comes to mind? I don't think it's reality, but it's a TV show. So I remember there was this show. It's about it's called The Buried Life. And it was about these four guys. They're Canadian. They had this bus and they had this list of things they wanted to do before they die. And for everything they did on their list, they would help one random person achieve one of their lifelong goals. And I just thought it was the most amazing show ever. And I would go on with them and cross something off my list and their list. I think that'd be the coolest thing ever. I know they're still doing it. I know the show got canceled, but I, I think those guys are really awesome. I need to check out that show. What's it called again? The Buried Life. The Buried Life. Okay. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like an interesting show, actually. It sounds very encouraging. It was super positive and just amazing. You watch game shows? Not really. Uh, big Family Feud, Big Brother. 
I know what they are, but I haven't seen them really. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> no, they're fun shows. Like, like Big Brother, I talk about like constantly to people that will actually give me the time of day to talk about it. I don't know. It's a game of like manipulation, and it's like basically the I guess in a way it's like last man standing. So you have to figure okay. out the case, and you got to strategize with other people to get to the end. Is and it kind of like like mafia or werewolf? Have you heard of that game? No. Well, okay. wait, mafia is in the card game. Yeah, and like people like take each other out and try to survive. That's just what comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, kind of like that. Like, there's competitions that, like, uh, so there's, like, 16 total strangers. Sometimes there's a twist each year that they have the game. But um, there's competitions where you have to win safety. That person that wins, like, had a household has put up two people that are a threat to their game. And then those people, plus the head of household and three other players selected by random draw, compete in a competition where they win this thing called a veto. And uh, the veto can be used to take either nominee off the block. And then if a nominee gets taken down, the head of household has to name a replacement nominee. And usually um, when people like to do replacements, there's a thing called a backdoor where they can't compete for safety. Instead of just putting him directly into the competition to fight for safety, they wait till the competition's over, use the veto, and then the actual target they want out, then they put on the block. It's called backdooring. It's also being a wuss i hate to say it but, <laughs> yeah and then each week uh the housemates go into this uh, little room called the diary room where they vote out who they think would be a threat to their game either you go with the house or you try to stir the pot lately nobody's been stirring the pot it's boring <laughs> but yeah interesting how come you haven't gone on that then I would love to go on there, but um, the thing is, like, I was reading the requirements, and they were saying, like, you need a certain amount of followers to even go on there in the first place, and I was just like, yeah, I am nowhere close to that, <laughs> but, um, oh, which celebrity do you have the dream of meeting? The celebrity I'd like to meet would be Jordan Peterson. I think he's so wise, and I just think it'd be such an incredible conversation to have with him. I feel like I could learn a lot and it's just somebody that I respect and admire. Yeah, I like Jordan Peterson. I don't know. His voice is just relaxing to listen to. Like I <laughs> like I was um I was I was watching his uh interview with that news person lady. They were um arguing about the I think it was the gender wage gap. And I was thinking, like, how is this dude gonna prove that the gender wage gap doesn't exist? Cause um I I was I was I'm a former leftist or liberal and I changed to the other side and this was one of those issues where it's just like I still believed that women were getting paid less than men and then when I heard I actually watched him and listened to him like actually listened to him not just ignore him just because of something I didn't like and I remember like he was talking about like oh like women statistically um pick jobs that are less in demand and then I was just like hold on a minute he has a point <laughs> he low-key <laughs> has a point and I hate to say he yeah he kind of had a point also I was supposed to go see Jordan Peterson but one of my friends had COVID so I didn't want to go but I mean he still went anyway but I didn't want to go because I didn't want to <laughs> yeah nice that's really cool you have any questions for me hmm well, I mean, what makes you do your podcast and care about politics so much? 
Um, I think it's the fact that like I've been lied to and like there are people out there that just don't like me talking about politics. So I'm just here like, well, I talk to myself a lot on a constant basis. So why why not just talk and do a podcast and try it out, see where it goes? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, not too many people are conservative in California. And that's what caused me to get canceled. Yeah. I noticed like uh, most of the people I know in California, for whatever reason, are all just sane minded. Like they don't agree with gender ideology. They don't want, you know, the border open or taxes to be super high. Like I just, for even in the Bay Area, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't think people want a lot of these policies that are coming in from the progressive Democrats. Yeah. I think most people are, you know, like moderate, just moderate generally, <clears throat> and, and even in California. Yeah, definitely. I think they're moderate, but they'd rather go with the extremists than stand out. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, here. well, they're scared because cancel culture and, you know, the attacks that will come upon them. Yeah. Who even made cancel culture? I'm like really curious. Like, it, was it just a whole mob thing or did someone like out of the blue just randomly create this toxic thing? Well, I think the internet has to do with it because you need a bunch of people being able to to do something at a similar time. Right. Yeah. I think people are definitely very bored. COVID definitely didn't help. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Are there any artists out there? Like you listen to a lot of music, I assume. So um, are there any artists that you boycott because of politics or like, did they do something like extremely stupid? for you to boycott i mean I, I wouldn't boycott like not listening to their music if their music means something to me and i'm gonna listen to it still regardless of that but there's definitely things that have happened from some bands that i really really loved um i, I believe it's the offspring kicked out their drummer and for a vaccine thing even though he had a medical issue that didn't allow him to get one and the foo fighters i believe for their tour were only letting people go to their show that decided a certain medical procedure or treatment was right for them. And I didn't really think that those two things were very cool, but I still love those bands music, you know, would I go see them live? Um, I'm not sure. It definitely makes me question it at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm no stranger to boycotting certain artists. I boycott Kanye West because I just don't like his behavior. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Are you a rap fan? Um, I'm more of a rock fan, but I, I know like older stuff from back when I was younger, still a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So Kanye West is definitely someone I, I boycott. Like, here's the thing. I don't cancel them because I, because like, here's the thing. Conservatives are like all about like anti-cancel culture. And then, and I, I'm just like, okay, instead of like canceling like other people back and saying you're anti-cancel culture, just boycott their music and like, just don't listen to it. Like, like Kanye West, for example, I don't know if you've heard of Maren Morris. She's supposedly country. She left the country genre because apparently the country music does not uh, bring attention to racism and homophobia, apparently. Mm. I think I wrote a tweet a long time ago at like saying like like point me to a tweet that a country artist wrote saying how 
saying anything racist, saying anything homophobic. I'd love to know which country artist did that. Yeah. I'm sure it's not real. It's just in her mind. Oh, yeah, it's definitely in her mind. If if you speak the truth and it offends anybody that they pretend that it's these big isms and phobias when really you're just observing basic reality usually. Yeah, definitely. And uh, she's and her and her husband are getting a divorce. So that is great. I bet he can't stand her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what are some things that actually, this is a question that I forgot to ask you earlier, but uh, what beliefs and, or yeah, what, I guess, issues did you and your ex not agree on? Uh, the transgender ideology, for sure. Um, I know we didn't agree on guns and abortion as well. Those are what come to mind that I can yeah. recall big arguments over. Yeah, I think those are three very, very hot topic issues. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm surprised she knows she's a girl, considering that she gave birth. Well, no, she actually says she's non-binary now. Oh, so. <laughs> oh God, so she's neither gender, even though she did the most female procedure ever in her entire life. That's great to know. <laughs> Yeah, I think this gender stuff is just getting really, really out of control. I hate I hate it so much. Like the thing I think that turned me off from leftism the most was the pronoun like bullshit where like people who weren't like transitioning to the other gender, they put their pronouns in there anyway because they want to be more inclusive. And I feel like the majority is just trying to support a very minute percentage of people. And I think it's honestly kind of pathetic. I don't know about you. I think it's the biggest issue uh, that there is right now. I do agree with you. It it is pretty sad to see that so many people are just scared to just say the truth and say what reality actually is. Because we all know deep down, even the people that kind of support it. And the reality is, is that we tried being nice and, you know, respectful or whatever you want to call it to, to accommodate people's feelings. Like we tried that and it doesn't work because look how much pain is and suffering has caused people and kids, especially and we can't not continue, let it to continue to happen. It, it has to stop now. This is the moment in history. Where we're just absolutely not. We're done. We're saying the truth. There's boys and girls. We tried that. And and that's it. And if they get upset, that's on them. We're going to continue to have a flourishing society and to protect children, regardless of what the minority thinks about it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes uh, they need... I don't think the left understands boundaries because the fact that they're trying to push this like bullshit onto children, like especially with what your ex-girlfriend is doing. Yeah, it's out of control. I don't know what it's going to take for them to stop. Um, I had this theory in mind that maybe just lock them in a room with Jordan Peterson and maybe (laughs) they'll, they'll start actually thinking about things. I don't know. It's definitely worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little inhumane just locking people into a room. Or it's even it's either Jordan Peterson or Matt Walsh. It's one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any uh people that you actively listen to, like podcast wise, like any commentators that are your favorite? I like Jordan Peterson, Charlie Kirk, Tim Poole. 
but there's there's quite a lot of people that I listen to. You know, Joe Rogan's great. Yeah, Joe Rogan. His podcasts are long, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I only know of Joe Rogan because I watched Fear Factor growing up as a kid. <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch that? Yeah, I like that show. thought it was cool. I don't know. What's your biggest fear since we're talking about Fear Factor? <laughs> mm. Letting my son down, which won't happen. Very understandable one. You were you were on Charlie Kirk, weren't you? The show? For yeah, the... I, was, I was lucky enough to go on with Charlie one time. It was super cool. Super Must thankful for that dream. experience. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Sounds great. I don't know. Like, if I had to have, like, a dream guest, I don't know who I would choose. Because there's, like, a lot of people out there that I would just want to have a discussion with. Uh, I think this concludes the interview. Thank you for hopping on. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It means a lot. And I really appreciate you and every, anybody who's willing to have the courage to speak the truth. Of course. Well, I'm going to go, but it was nice talking to you and hope to speak with you more in the future. Sounds good. Take care. You too. Now, if you know me, I'm not religious in any way possible, but I have a lot of faith that Harrison will get the justice. He will get full custody of Sawyer. I believe that can be done. I mean, here's the thing. It's like what he said. You just got to keep fighting for what you believe in. If you really, really care about something, you'll put in the effort. I believe he can do that. And Sawyer will grow up to and know he is a boy that will eventually grow into a real man. But since this is concluding the podcast episode, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we are streaming on rss.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. And since we'll, this will be the very first video podcast, so you can also check this episode out on YouTube. If you want to listen to the audio version, you're welcome to listen to all the other platforms that I named beforehand. So my name is Jennifer. So I'll see you next time for when we spill more of the unfiltered tea.